days later, on Sunday, April 13th, 2014, we cried again. Because Bill and Reet were dead. And we realized that the Nazis weren't really gone after all. I don't understand, Nico asked. How could this happen? How do you accept that tragic irony is a cruelty reserved not merely for Shakespearean plot twists? How do you admit to your son that monsters exist outside of fairy tales? How do you explain to a child something you can't understand yourself? Part 1 Chapter 1 We Loved Them Like Sisters New Rochelle, New York, Spring, 1981 you have to roll it out thin, otherwise it will be like biting into bread. And it's not bread, it's phyllo, and thin phyllo makes the best pita. Yaya sprinkled more of the fine white flour onto the kitchen table, and then rolled out the dough with the old broom handle that she had brought with her from Greece so many years ago. Despite all the gadgets available to modern cooks in America— Yaya insisted her trusty broom handle was the secret to perfect pita every time. This time it was patatopita, potato pie, the signature dish of Arikusa, the tiny island where my Yaya and her father were born and raised. You want it thin, thin enough to let the light through, but with no holes. Her black dress was covered in a film of white flour. Even the black headscarf she wore knotted under her chin was spotted with tiny flecks. But Yaya paid no mind to her appearance. Her philo was perfect, and that was what mattered. See? Her brown eyes crinkled as she smiled and held up the philo for my mother Kiki and me to inspect. The afternoon light filtered through the pale beige sheet. Not a single hole. Perfect. As my mother and Yaya examined and admired the dough, I stared out the window to the trees in the yard swaying in the summer breeze. I could hear the shrieks and splashing of the neighbors' children swimming next door, and the laughter of friends riding their bikes, and the unmistakable gritty whirr of big wheels riding up and down the street. I wanted nothing more than to join them, or at least to go to the family room. In my friends' homes it was a den, in ours it was a family room lie on the matted green shag carpet, and watch the Brady Bunch. Maybe even go to my room and read, Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret, for the hundredth time. I wanted to be anywhere but there, sitting at that kitchen table, watching as my mother and grandmother made food my friends couldn't even pronounce. It was as if my mother could read my mind. Yvette, you do the potatoes. She shoved a plate of cooled boiled potatoes in front of me before placing the sheet of phyllo into a large baking dish. I did as commanded, crumbling the potatoes into the phyllo-lined pan as Yaya added the mixture of feta, milk, dill, and rice. Instead of using a spoon, Yaya dipped the edge of a small plate into the baking dish, fanning it back and forth, mixing the wet filling. Your father loves patatopita. Yaya smiled at me as she folded the excess phyllo over the edge of the pan and brushed the dough with a beaten egg. Even during the war, when there was not much to eat sometimes, we knew we could always make pita. 
He would eat an entire pan of it himself if I let him. She laughed as she sprinkled a little sugar on top, just a touch of sweet to balance out the salt, before signaling to my mother that it was ready. Only then, of course, we cooked it outside, over an open fire with sticks collected from the woods. She closed her eyes and inhaled, as if she could smell the scent of burning twigs and smoke wafting on the evening breeze. It must have been hard for you during the war, with your husband away and the Nazis on the island, my mother said as she placed the pita into the oven. Oh, it was. Yaya shook her head as she waved her hand around and around into the air for emphasis. It was hard, but thanks be to God and St. Spiridon, we survived. We had our gardens and the sea so we could eat. We never starved. We learned to stay away from the Nazis.